Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Amalgam. We are covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier today, episode 3, Power Broker. I'm one of your hosts, Vivian, here with Jasmine Page. How are you feeling? Hi. I'm feeling good. I miss you. I, I did. I missed you all weekend long because someone was out partying in, in Wyoming. With, with I, was, I was one with nature over the weekend, okay? <laughs> I watched the sunset from a rock that was oh, like so many God. feet up, you know? From a rock, I see. You were just looking at the colors of the wind, I guess, getting your Disney yes, princess vibes on. Did you enjoy mm-hmm. it? Do you feel like you're you've basked in what is what is it? April, the April summer. Yes, I feel rejuvenated. No, I don't. But I did have <laughs> the weekend. the The days I was away, I felt rejuvenated. The second I came home, I was like, it feels like it never <laughs> happened. But that isn't it. It's it's like the three hours before you're about to get in the car and drive home, you're like. Ugh. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the weight of the world just sits back on top of you. I feel it. I've got my little, like, nose cleaner on. I did a face mask earlier. So I feel like we're the same. I feel like yeah, we had very exactly. equal weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the how did feel- you feel? What? I was going to say the feeling of just a, a pore strip, the amount of time um- that lasts versus just being <laughs> in the sun, it's the exact same. It I will let you know this this nose strip has been dry for like 15 minutes, but I know that the second I pull it off, I'm gonna start like sneezing. So I'm I'm just gonna deal with it for this pod. You might if you hear me say "ow" later in this episode, it's because I pulled it off and I'm now because it came off. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. Speaking of of actually, I don't have a segue for this Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was gonna say something about I don't know Ao maybe and her pulling off a beautiful entrance there i did it there you um, go see it segued <laughs> see segued how did we feel about the episode because you watched I, it recently so coming from nature to this just i did <laughs> i that's what i had to look forward to after my nature trip was ah yes i get to go home and finally watch the new episode of falcon and the winter soldier no honestly i was thinking about it like the whole time i was like i need to go home and watch this episode especially because i kept seeing people talking about uh zemo i just yeah, that's it that's all i kept seeing so i was like i need to just I then logged off of social media. And it's crazy because um, there were so many cameos. I get, I, I do get why people would be so hard on, on Zemo. But I mean, you had what, uh, Sharon, Sharon pop in this episode. You had Ayo, you got, I mean, I guess we kind of had not my cap in the episode for like a power broker. <laughs> You've got so many different people. Mm-hmm. This was, this for me was the closest episode akin to WandaVision in that there was just so much being thrown at mm-hmm. you all over. Yeah. So I and I didn't see, I, I didn't see anything bad about Zemo. I actually saw a lot of praise. Like I saw a lot of oh, yeah? people happy, excited, or I don't know. They, I mean, now I've watched it, so I understand. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm interested to see. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to know how he's going to like how this this team's going to work out cuz it's just such an odd team. Bucky and Sam alone together already is already like they clash, they butt heads a lot. I do feel like um Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just hey, let's bring all of those random characters that didn't get a lot of screen time and just put them all in one episode. We'll we'll string them all together. But like all those B-list characters and I hate saying that like they're not as good, but you know, they're they're now No, the but it's- it's the it's the Beelis characters who deserved more screen time and now they're getting Yay. it. Thank but this episode me. yes, this episode definitely <laughs> felt like a it felt like a movie. Like I was halfway through and I was like, it's still going. We still got forty <laughs> more minutes. Like that, though. There were so many different arcs. Especially they did that like movie theater or like the the action hero movie trope of who's on the phone, pick up the phone, and it's like, you know, the wife or the ex girlfriend or something. Yeah. Who's yeah. That? Like that they had so many really fun movie moments even having Sharon bust out as like a John Wick fighting action scene Mm -hmm. I I damn near thought she was gonna pull a pencil out and stab someone like it was just (laughs) it was great it was great so starting from the top let's break Mm -hmm. it down what were your impressions so well let's start off with they had they threw in a commercial we're back to the commercials like in WandaVision (laughs) no they threw in a commercial to open up this episode it was the I wrote it down the GRC global rip repatriate yeah council commercial <laughs> i can't remember what the r word was it's okay it's a very hard r word um but yeah the the global <laughs> act basically just just <laughs> i like the premise of it you know it's it's all of these people get blipped 
five years is gone, but the rest of the world has continued on. So it's, it's, we talk about it all the time. You know, what would happen if you were blipped from your home, that home gets sold, there's a brand new family in the home. Is that house still yours or does it belong to these new people? Like all of these kind of things. And I think what they were insinuating or at least what the flag smashers were insinuating is that that new family that has built and established a home is kicked out and they are now left with nothing. And so that's what they're fighting for is for the security and safety of those who were left behind and, you know, who were still there after the blip, who kind of had to move on and then were ignored when all of these new people showed up. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get what you're fighting for, but stop. You're doing it wrong. I was going to say, they're they're going about it in a more chaotic way, which it's so hard (laughs) because, yes, they're doing it. They're they're killing people, which is bad, but. It's bad. Let us be very clear. Vivian is against it. Yes. Yes. Vivian does not. Even with her hesitancy, she is against it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but at the same time, it's like. Uh, what am I trying to say? I'm not saying murder is good because no, no, no. They're they're doing what they need to do to bring as much attention to themselves as possible to bring this to notice, you know? Yeah. And they think that this is the right way, but it it is ish. It is ish. You're you're not wrong. You're just super not right. You know, I, I think know. even even <laughs> even Carly had a moment later where her beautiful second, who is gorgeous, by the way, it's gorgeous Asian man, uh, whose name I should know because I stalked him forever. Um, he does have an Instagram, but uh, <laughs> focus that they, they have a conversation, you know, about, you know, what would you do if you weren't here? I'd be a teacher, et cetera, et cetera. And then when they go to go, I think they went to go in and stop. Uh, power broker or his army or something they they went to go and fight the bad people for them and they could have just left you know and and Carly has a moment where she's gunning these people down and she's like this this sends a bigger message or like this kind of gets our point across a little bit more it's these choices that you make and I I feel like she had a moment in that conversation where he was like oh well after this you can become a teacher where she was like with everything that I've done I can't like I I could not is this the scene where they blew she blew up the building yeah okay yeah Yeah. and even you can see her and i don't know if this character has a name yet but her secondhand man and he even has a second of a you know his face says it all where he's like wait there were still people in there and she says yeah this is the only language that they understand and he looks like yes and even he looks like thrown off by it kind of like okay i didn't know we were going to these extremes but he's on board that's just it though it's it's we at this point you did that and it's not a choice that you made you made a choice that affected all of us and now i'm here in this too so even all my dreams that i've wanted you've now taken that away from me and i just kind of have to be here now and it's just unfortunate but at the same time, they are like us in that, but this is what we're doing. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I just wish that there was a better way. Yeah. It's all of these people. Uh, I don't know who the bad guy is. I do know who the bad guy is. It's, it's Mr. It's people who are murdering guy. Jasmine. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Like technically, but like we're, we're in, we're in winter soldier Falcon hero world. So it's John Walker. All right. John Walker is the only bad guy and I know what's going to happen but I want to get through this episode first. I keep bouncing around. You got to keep me in check. That that's, okay. This is a symbiotic relationship. I'm so, so I'm sorry. Gonna all, around. <laughs> all right. So let me keep you in check. So after, I mean, we skipped to like the middle of the, the episode. <laughs> no, I but started the, this podcast talking about AO, like right at the end. I was like, I let's just go straight to the nitty gritty. Um, let's start from the very end. And make our way to the beginning. We'll make our way backwards. No, but how did you feel about, and this was a very, very short scene. It was like one of the only two scenes we got in this episode about she's peeling it off, you guys. She's peeling off the <laughs> poor strip. And I'm watching. I was like, ow, oh, can you hear it? Can you hear the ASMR? No, oh, I was like, Jasmine hasn't interrupted me yet. So I look up and she's <laughs> pulling up the poor strip. Um, no, there's like a... There were two scenes with John Walker, and the first was the opening scene where he's interrogating um, the the person who helped Carly last episode, who, yeah. like, helped them for a little bit and just gave them some resources. And we see he's a very different type of Captain America. He's a lot more, you know, aggressive. aggressive. 
Here's it, it reminds me of uh, Game of Thrones, and it's Tyrion and jo Joffrey, and they're sitting at the table, and Joffrey is like, "You can't talk to me like that. I am king." And Tyrion has that really great line of, "If you have to say you're king, you're not the king." And that's very much, yeah, that's that's totally what I felt when John Walker came busting in, do you know who I am? And the guy's like, I know who you're trying to, you know? <laughs> like, he, just, no, he said that and I was like, shit, I barely know who you are. <laughs> like, I, I know who you're trying to be, but I don't know or care about who you are. It's just silliness. Like, it's, it, it is truly that moment of if you have to say you're Captain America, you're not Captain America. A part of me questioned, though, like, when he said, do you know who I am? I wasn't sure if he meant, like, do you realize I'm Captain America? Or if he, like, if he meant, do you know who I, like, I'm John Walker. I've done this, 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 and this. What the hell does John Walker That's what, no, that's why I was like, there's no way he's he's already saying, hey, I'm Captain America. Pay some respect. That is 100% what he's saying. He is saying, I've worked my ass off to take this, this badge, this, this, creed or whatever it is because it's not he's not a it's the symbol he's saying that he he's earned and deserved the symbol and the rights that come with the symbol so you need to respect and almost fear it it would be as if the irs came to you knocked on your door and said hi it's the irs it's like that they've earned that like fear from you like mm -hmm. who's the irs knocking on my door who and, <laughs> yeah and and it's just he's a douche He's a did you know though? Side sidebar to this. Apparently, the actor um, uh, Wyatt Russell has been receiving death threats because people are so upset with him. Not not that he is Captain America or that he is John Walker, but just because they are so anti John Walker that they're oh like there is no yes yes no do people like not realize this man is a paid actor like he is not john walker and That's he is not true. hashtag not my cap <laughs> but the plus side he's being a a good sport about it i guess and is kind of taking it as wow i guess this just means i'm a really good actor if i'm invoking these kind of emotional responses from you guys no yeah i mean he he's doing his job if he's getting like it, he's supposed to be a hated. But he's meant to be a hated character. No, he's doing his job well. If so many peeves got in on so many people's nerves as John Walker, but like Wyatt Russell himself, he's a great actor. He shouldn't be receiving any death death Can threats. Can we talk yeah. about that though? How many scenes has he actually been in, and what has he really done? The only scenes he's been in is when he came out and pronounced himself as Captain America at his old Black History College. Weird. Um. Number two is when he helped Bucky and Sam fight off the bad guys, kind of was pretentious about it, but ultimately was like, we got to work together. His only, and then in the last scene, he was again, trying to fight off the bad guys. He truly has done nothing but exist and do his job. And people are sending death threats like, oh, <laughs> like it just sucks. It's a uh, PSA to those listening. Oh, my dog is barking. My dog agrees. Do not, <laughs> do not send death threats to Wyatt Russell. Separate Wyatt Russell from Wyatt Russell. Oh my gosh, I cannot say his yeah, name. I love the way you're saying it though. Wyatt Russell. I'm like Wyatt. Riot Russell. Riot Russell. Wyatt <laughs> Russell. Say Wyatt Russell five times fast and Wyatt send, Russell, Wyatt send Russell, us a Wyatt video Russell, on Adam Algum podcast on Instagram. <laughs> you can be faster than me send it if not just leave it in the drafts yeah if you're, um, if you're like me leave it in the drafts <laughs> so yeah i what did you think about that moment of him lifting the person up because i i know what i thought it was just him trying to whip his dick out and just kind of pronounce i am here now in red white and blue you know that's yeah. what i saw again i still see i think i said this last two episodes that he's really just he's gonna do what it takes to get the job done and i think that's not very um like uh, that's not familiar to captain america like captain america himself or what steve rogers had as captain america he's he's becoming his own version which is a so lot more aggressive yeah even in the comics he, he'll do it to a fault he doesn't really think mm -hmm. about anything but the directive it's almost robotic in nature i i think that they're setting him up in this entire show to be the ultimate villain. And I think that there's gonna, especially because Car Carly and, you know, Beautiful Sexy Second, 
they have a little bit of like hesitancy in in their roles and i i know that they want the super soldier serum like that's their whole goal but i also know that in the comic books john walker ends up with the super soldier serum mm -hmm. that's the one say that five times fast um so i i think there's going to be a really big like head-to-head -head where he's going to get the super serum super hero <laughs> serum sold soldier serum they're gonna try to find Power Broker and it's gonna be like this big battle between Bucky, Sam, and Carly all on one side. And heck, I'll even give it to you. Maybe Power Broker's on their side too, all trying to stop John Walker. Like I just see John Walker destroying mm -hmm. all of the super soldier serum, <laughs> except for one for himself. I'm like hesitating, it's so hard. Yeah. Um, and he just turns into a bad guy. You know, because yeah. they try to get the shield back from him and he's like, mine, it's mine now, another. You know, I just, this is the ending I see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I said this before too that I feel like he is going to come up, strike some deal with Carly at first to get that so super soldier serum. And it was hard. It, I, we just can't. And I don't want to call it the SS serum because, well, well. well. <laughs> super soldier serum. Um, yeah, I feel like it can go. It can go that way. That's a possibility. But also, speaking of Carly and her her secondhand man, mm. whose name we need to figure out. Um, secondhand sexy. I did it. it yeah, no, I feel like we within with this episode alone too. I feel more sympathy for Carly after that whole "I wanted to be a teacher when I grow up" scene and just hearing that she's doing this for the kids that are in the camp. Type like just hearing what her intentions are and how she feels about all of this. I don't know. I feel more sympathy for her than I do for John Walker. Like well, I would almost at this point root for Carly over John Walker. <laughs> That's uh, uh, and it sucks because I I want to root for. In my heart, I feel like I should be rooting for John Walker, but the problem is, is the way by which he received the shield it's very not a okay you yeah. know if he doesn't know. because he's so hate because the character is so hated right now i feel mm -hmm. like there if it doesn't go the way we just talked about that where he ends up being like ultimate villain it'll go to you know a, halfway down the road we are going to see some more character development and we're going to see him become a captain america that we do approve of like he's going to take on the actual like symbol of what steve has already created for the suit or the right. shield uh i think i think dovich is his name but the photo that they have of him i'm just seeing his hair flying in the breeze uh <laughs> it seems like the second's name is dovich beautiful it looks like his body but he's got a mask on so it's hard to tell um i'm gonna assume i'm gonna oh yeah yeah he was in the episode power broker so yeah this is it Played by Desmond. Yeah, yeah, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. your what the name when you were stalking his Instagram? I did. I did. It's Desmond. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Um, I will say though, in my defense, I wasn't looking for his name when I was looking through his Instagram. That wasn't my <laughs> mo. So so Sharon was in this episode. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Cool. <laughs> Well, Let's before skipping, well, before skipping to Sharon, there was a whole scene where Bucky and Sam visit Zemo and, you know, help him escape. Oh, my, the whole, jail. the whole thing. Yes. Um, note to anyone uh, listening, if I seem hesitant on something, please do not then start a whole conversation about an espionage what if that turns out to it happened. Please and thank you. I would have... <laughs> If we're going to do some shenanigans, please keep me involved. Don't do the shenanigans without me. Don't be a Bucky. Okay? Don't be a Bucky. That being said, is this realistic? Is this something that could really happen, him breaking Zemo out of prison just by dropping a little note on a piece of paper on the table? Well, I was more wondering, how did Bucky know, like, he had the, the prison gang, prison fighting system all figured out. Like, he knew exactly how many guards were going to show up. allowed in that, that area? He, just the area where he could just drop a note there. You know, it seemed like they were, what were they, the inmates were playing chess? It seemed like they were mm -hmm. in the cafeteria. How did he get to the cafeteria 
of the prison. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all semantics at this point. We needed to get Zemo out and so we could drive around in his luxury cars. But it just seemed very situational. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about exactly the point you just made where Bucky did this without Sam knowing? Like, didn't even ask what he thought about the plan. This entire... Oh, there's toilet paper here. This entire episode... I couldn't help but to think about Bucky's therapist and the situations of last episode where he got in trouble for not showing up to his to his court hearings. Now we're flying off to these fake nations all over the world. And what are you doing? Like, it's weird to me. I know this whole the whole show is about Bucky trying to change his stripes but you know tigers never change except I, I get it and even them pulling Zemo out even Zemo in it at any point him having to pretend to be the winter soldier when they go to the club I understand it but the problem that I'm facing is that I'm not seeing any resistance from Bucky I'm not seeing him wanting to stay this new person that he is and even them bringing Ao back at the end it kind of is also a, a punch in the face to me. Cause I'm like, you went through all of this rigorous training. You were put under, uh, a, I don't know, a, a Skywalker freeze or not Skywalker, um, a Han Solo cryogenic freeze until Shiri could figure out how to mind meld you. You know, you were in Wakanda for years trying to be this better person. And it's just kind of a slap in the face to every, to your therapist, to Cap, to AO, to all these people that you're just going back to your old ways. It just, I don't know. There's just no real attempt for me for him to change. Yeah. And it's I like, don't think, I don't think he's necessarily going back to his old ways because I do, I, I mean, I feel like the first episode kind of showed us exactly what battles are going on in his head, especially with him making amends. So I think that first episode really, it told us that it's there and it's not necessarily going to pop up in every episode that he's battling with this. Yes, Jasmine. I just, you say he wants to make amends in his little book and it's not even his book. That's Cap's book. Like he doesn't even, he can't even separate himself from his, like him even taking Cap's book. It just seems like you're not even trying to be your new person you're still stuck in your old ways it's just all of these little indicators well no i feel like using cap's Ooh, book is <laughs> i feel like using cap's book you're trying to make me you're oh, trying I'm to in it. It. i found it i'm pressing all the buttons <laughs> no i like okay so before bucky and steve both went to war so when they were you know they were best friends so i feel like bucky using steve's book is not reminiscent of him as a winter soldier and cap or steve as captain america but it's just you know it's steve and bucky like who they were when they were best friends who they were before all of that happened so i feel like using his book is more of like a if steve was able to pull himself out of this then i can do it too as bucky so as a self-diagnosed therapist, I'm looking at that situation as Bucky has always been on top. Even in the past, in the 40s, I think they were, even in the 40s, he was always the bigger guy, literally and figuratively. He was always on top. Of course, there was that, you know, super soldier serum that made Steve Rogers better. And it kind of ruined the balance there a little bit. And I feel like now where Bucky had always been number one, after that super soldier serum with Steve, he was constantly having to play catch up. I mean, even in the very first episode of Cat, or episode, the movie Captain America, you saw Bucky just, he's just great. And, you know, Steve is trying to save the damsel and he gets his ass beat. In his mind, he has always been better, or in everyone's mind, Steve has always been better, but he didn't have the tools to be better. So when he got the tools, he became unbeatable, unstoppable. And so now I feel like Bucky is always chasing a shadow. And I don't think that's ever really addressed. So when I see him with that notebook after Cap is gone, him saying in this episode, if you're not going to take the shield, screw it. I'll take the shield. Like, I will wear the shield. He, he's constantly trying to chase the shadow of, of perfection and, and being better. And it's just like, I, I want him to know that he is enough. And I'm never seeing that. And I think that's what I'm missing for him. So when he's constantly kind of going back to oh, well, when I was the Winter Soldier, I was better. You know, I, I was stronger. So why don't I just try to mimic that again? It's like, 
you're slowing people down, dude. And I don't think this this show has addressed that yet for yeah. me. Yet. I do think they're going to. I think we are going to see him. Yeah, we haven't seen it. We didn't see it in this episode. But I think that's the point. I think we're going to see him start to come to terms with that. I hope so, too. Um, (laughs) But then he even said when he was in the plane and they had that whole notebook conversation, he told Sam and Zemo, like, this shield represents something to a lot of people. It represents something different to a lot of people, including me. And I, he doesn't necessarily say what that is, but I do think it's just not necessarily chasing a shadow or trying to, you know, live, I guess, live do up to... Do you want him to have the shield? No, I don't want... No, not that he should have the shield. I'm just saying he said that no, it was a symbol for him. But do you want him to have the shield? Like, what like I if, want Bucky to become yeah, Captain like America. It, all honesty, like, do you think... I, I'll even do it this way. Like, between... Between, or not Cap, between Falcon and the Winter Soldier, between Sam and Bucky, out of those two, who do you think should really have it? And I'm not, I'm not just throwing out what Cap said or even putting it in there. Who cares? Cap Mm -hmm. gave it to who he thought deserved it. But who do you think should really have it? Well, (laughs) I don't, it's hard. Well, like, okay, like MCU wise. Like these characters that we're getting, because because technically Bucky should have gotten the the shield, but here Cap gave it to yeah. Sam. It's hard. It's hard because I, especially for me, it's hard because I'm like, oh, the POC angle. Like, obviously, it should go to Falcon because you know reparations or whatever. Like, obviously, but then I'm like on the other side, I'm like, no, like it should have gone to Bucky. Right, that's your best friend. That is the person who's been there thick and thin. You're the one who you fought to save, who stole the shield. Just it should have gone to Bucky, and it mm-hmm. just sucks because part of me is also like, but Falcon though, can they split it in half? Can we make like mini discs, like little like? This is why I'm saying they should just put the shield away, and they should just become their new new symbols. They should become their own representations of. They could represent the same thing, just in different fonts. Different fonts. I hear ya. I but I think that there needs to be a symbol, like a a, yeah. a Superman. Like there's there is the Justice League. But there's also Superman, yes. you know, and I, I think that that is what's missing. It's a united which is a, Which is, again, also what Bucky said is that we need a Captain America. We need the symbol. We need the shield. Right. I it think should they be shared use it. I think they could share it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's still a symbol. alternate days and then every other Sunday. So, yeah. But so then if how do you think with this Bucky, this character, if mm-hmm. he would have given... If if Steve would have given him the shield, do you think his he would have been different? Do you think he would have? No, uh, I think here's the thing. It had, I think he would have had to lose it to understand the significance. I think that if he immediately got it, his pride would have gotten ahead of him, and he he probably would have been worse than than uh, John Walker. To be honest, I think he he had to lose Cap, lose the shield for him to truly understand what it all meant, you know, cause now he's having to take the time to, to analyze what the world is, what Steve, what everything really means to him. Um, yeah, no, this is the only way that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I even think that if, if um, Sam got the shield, like if Sam got the shield first, I still think eventually it would end up with Bucky. Cause I, I don't think, I think Sam would it, he would have your path. I think Sam would get the shield, kind of hold it, realize it's too heavy, and then realize he doesn't need it. Like, he doesn't need it to be the best Avenger he could be. And I think at that point, that's when Bucky picks it up and was like, well, I'm holding this now for me. It's a symbol for me, and it's not a symbol of, of me to become something, but it just is for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what needs to happen. Are you listening, yeah. Marvel? <laughs> I mean, it's already, it's already written. It's already set in stone. It's already done. I know. I'm just fingers crossed. I'm having a premonition of the future. I guess. Um, so now, can we talk about Sharon or John Walker? Yeah. Woman? So now we're now we're in Mad Madripoor. Madripoor. Yes, Madripoor, which is actually a real place, I believe, in the comics. 
Um, don't quote me on it, but apparently it pops up in a bunch of comics. It's like one of those, it's like Smallville, you know, and I keep bringing up Superman for some reason. I'm so amalgam, I'm loud. Um, but it's kind of like one of those universally understood comic book places where everyone kind of shows up in different various comics. Yes. Nice. That's what I had to say. <laughs> no, cool. When you said Madripoor is a real place in the comic, you like just contradicted yourself because I thought I was like, oh, it's a real place on a U.S. map or not a U.S. map on a world map. And then you said you had the, in the comics. And I was like, OK, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You you remind me of when I was in high school. I would be like, guys, it's a natural color of purple. Like, it's a natural purple. And they're like, that's not possible. I was like, no, no, but like, look, it's not like a, a, a light purple. It's a natural purple. And they're like, you're not. You're, the it's word just purple. It's just purple. <laughs> Fine. It's just a fake city then of Madripoor. My apologies. My God, semantics. That exists. That exists not in the real world. So they're partying. They're partying hard. They are partying. <laughs> or at least Can we talk know. about how Zemo is Party? like? No. Well, yeah. No, he <laughs> made. There were two little statements he made. One in the helicopter plane, not helicopter in the plane, um, where he kind where they have that little uh, Bucky's like I like '40s music. I think Sam's trying to tell him like Marvin Gaye is amazing. <laughs> And Zemo had his little comment, like, it is a great representation of African-American culture. And Sam had he's a moment of, I don't right. want to agree he's with him, but he's right. <laughs> no, and then there's another moment where they're walking and Sam's like, I look like a pimp. And Mr. Zemo was only an American would assume a fashion forward black man looks like a pimp. And I was like, what a statement. Um well, here's the thing about him being a pimp. In the earlier comic books, they actually did have... Uh, the Falcon, and this was way early on, like having mm -hmm. his occupation as a pimp, but they had to take that out because Marvel, you know, eventually mm -hmm. they were like, this is not going to hold up. So there was a, a brief clip of Falcon, Sam Wilson, having an occupation as a pimp. And I think mm -hmm. that outfit and that statement was supposed to be a call. There, there are Easter eggs in this show. You just yeah. gotta, you gotta you catch just gotta them. look for them. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta Listen out for them for sometimes him. though. Um, but yeah, I thought of that, but I, I do, it's, it's weird. And they keep having these moments, especially in the show of who am I supposed to be angry at? Like who, who am I not supposed to like? And I'm sure it's going to be power broker. Cause he's the only character we haven't really seen. He's been this like behind the scenes graffiti on the wall kind of guy. I just, I don't this whole show him. has me, this whole show has me questioning my, uh, my morals. Cause I'm like, you're oh, yeah. a bad guy, but you're kind of right sometimes. Right. But like, can like you this show has me rooting for the bad guys. <laughs> and the good guys. I'm not mad at it. Well, we're fine. Um, but, but yeah, so there, so he's impersonating another, uh, bad guy. We got to see that really cute moment of, I was going to say, the phone call but then immediately after the phone call people start getting shot so is it really that yeah. cute well there's the part the whole this whole scene was um what stood out to me the most was the fact that bucky had to now play the part of winter soldier he had to mm -hmm. like you know tune into that again and that just to me like you said it's so it's so easy or it looks so easy for him to do but I'm sure that it's not. I can't imagine how much is going on psychologically Internally. for him. Internally, yeah. For him to take on a role as someone who he, I'm sure he hates, who he battles with in his own mind. Someone, a part of himself that he just wants to step away from. Yet he's here doing it. Well, I talked about it in the first episode of just how ironic it is that he's going and doing the things he truly should not do, such as going to see a therapist after he already had someone in his mind manipulating him. And now he's going out of his way to break out said person who manipulated his mind. And it's like this whole episode, I was like on my feet, like watching every little thing that Zima was doing. Cause I was like, this man is too smart. He's too mm -hmm. smart and he has too many like chips on his side. And it's like, he's not on a leash. Ah, and every time that he, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, and I'm asking you and I'm asking everyone listening, what is the reason for him staying? You know, he, he has just broken out of prison. I get that he wants to find the super soldier serum, but he is intelligent enough to do that and has all of the ammunition. He knows where to go. That's why they had to break him out anyway, but he's free now. I mean, they had that whole like 
finding the scientist and then the whole scientist stuff exploding and them having to fight off all the assassins. Like at any point he could have just dip, dive, ducked and dodged and ran away. And he yeah. never did. I was so waiting question, for it. We all were waiting for it. So why, why is he hanging around? That's a good question. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I feel like he, I mean, no, I was wondering the whole time too. Like I said, I was waiting for him to, to leave. And then there was a moment where we think he does, but he comes back wearing his mask and helps, still helps, continues to help them escape. And I think, I don't know if it's that, you know, man has been in prison and just doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> He's out of prison and has nothing to do, but I'm sure he could easily find something to do, right? Kind of, but then they show that he's a baron or a count or something and yeah, has all this money. Baron. He can he can leave. He has absolutely no reason to stay. Maybe uh, he feels he had... guilty. Maybe maybe he feels guilt. He doesn't feel guilty. He said specifically before he was broken out, no hard feelings. Like there was no hard. Mm. That's it. He's like for for what it's worth, I'm sorry, but like no hard feelings. Like I, it wasn't about you. It was about destroying the super soldier serum. Super soldier. That's the drinking word of the day, by the way. Super you got to catch up now. <laughs> well, he's rich. This is just a Tuesday for him. It's just a Tuesday. Like and like the, the, the casual and just like, I was going to say chivalrous. That's not the right word. But just, just the cavalier, that's the word. The way that he even addressed his butler, his, his I don't, I don't know, whatever. His, his second little, he's hugging him. Like, hey, man, like, I, like he was just away for a week. Mm -hmm. There are just so many things in the show. And I get it. It's a show. So we got to kind of like let it have it after yeah. a while. But I a will say, I will say he was kind of, he was what was moving the show forward kind of like he was. Yeah. I feel like he was each scene was like, okay, that didn't work. Next plan. We're going to do this now. But it was just so, right. so casual and so quick. And a part of me was like, why is he being so casual? And so like so nice. this, this is every day for him just his his everyone everyone like the stakes were high and also very low um he's also a master on, manipulator though right but it, being a master manipulator that's very chess pc and it still is very low stakes until you figure out the stakes were actually really high you know that's that's the whole thing about manipulation um but even sharon like you know she's i'm an outlaw i can't help you but let me help you but like I'm not gonna, but also help me get back home. It's like, I don't know. This entire show, there's a lot that's happening, but it's all a very, very slow burn for me. Yeah. Uh, I, but that's just me. I, I, I don't know. It, maybe I need more explosions. I don't know what I'm missing, but I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. I think it's maybe. the point. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the point. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm no. What I I didn't mean. You're missing the point. I meant we're mi like we haven't gotten the point no, of the series yet. Both. <laughs> yes, both. I would agree with both on that one. I am missing the point because right now it just feels like you're just tying stuff together. You're just getting all the secondary characters together. I I understand why Ao is here, and I keep going back to her because she was everyone was the best thing about this show this episode but mm -hmm. i know why she is here i know why the wakandans are back a it's because they're feeling frustrated with bucky but mostly because are you yawning right now while i'm explaining why the wakandans are here <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> you're tired at two o'clock in the afternoon come it's on three. now Damn. <laughs> okay well that's more reasonable than i i apologize that's my bad that's my Thank fault. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, I get why she's here. It's because Zemo's out of prison. And if we're going back, we know that Zemo was the reason why um, T'Challa, the King King T'Challa is dead. We know that because he was the one that or who got into the mind of the Winter Soldier, i.e. Bucky. Bucky went, killed, got you know, all that kind of stuff. So we know that that's why she's here. And I think that at the end, her little drop in the little, you know, Wakandan pieces for, for Bucky to follow. I think that's her way of saying, hey, I missed you. How you doing? You look great. The arm looks polished. I'm going to go kill that guy. You good? The arm like, looks polished. <laughs> like, you know, like all of that. Like, I think that was her way of saying shit's about to go down. 
Mm-hmm. My problem with this is that every episode thus far with the Winter Soldier, they keep leaving me on shit's about to go down, and then the shit's stale by the next episode. There's nothing that really... It was cute. We got to see a bunch of people, but you're just teasing me. And I That's because yeah. it's going to go down later. It's all Ugh. setting up. You got to be patient. <laughs> Patience is key. Patience is key, but I just don't want this to be another... I don't want it to be another Ralph Boner. That's all. I don't. <laughs> I'm so. The show is I giving Jasmine blue balls. By Marvel. I am. I'm. I'm damaged by Marvel, and I'm just sad. I'm just sad. It's okay. I don't know why. I don't know why Falcon and the Winter. I think it's because Mar or Wandavision set me up to be very happy and then disappointed. Even though I, I'm not as disappointed as I could be, I just worry that because this show isn't starting as high. You're going to disappoint me lower, and there's not going to be a way to retrieve me back. Isn't that, shouldn't it be the opposite? Shouldn't it be it's low? It well, t- for it's, it's low for you right now, which means it's just going to get better. It's only episode three. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? It's only episode three, and I feel like we've gotten a lot so far. We have. I not a lot, but like we're getting, I feel like it's going at a great, a, an okay pace. This episode did just feel a little low. Let me ask you this. Do you like the show? I do like the show. Damn. Okay, cool. <laughs> me too. <laughs> do you like the show? I, I can't tell. <laughs> I don't I can't tell either. I'm really excited. I I am I am still in the same kind of beats as WandaVision where I'm like having fun finding these spoilers. I love being on TikTok and finding all these little things. I think for me there's just no mystery. This show kind of just is. It, it, it's like a movie. It's telling you exactly what you need to know, and then you just have it. And so mm-hmm. now when we're coming back and doing these podcasts, which I love, don't get me wrong, I feel like all I'm doing is kind of reporting the news. And so for me, there's nothing really, there's nothing exciting. And that's kind of my issue with these two prior episodes is that, A, we already knew that Sharon was going to be there. So fine. We saw her on the covers. We knew she was going to show up. She finally appeared, and now she's here. She didn't really mm-hmm. do anything. Other than- well, I feel like the, there's uh, untied strings with Sharon because when she got in that car and was like, shit's about to go down, I'll explain everything in the car, that almost made me wonder, is she about to betray them? Is she on their side or not their side? Oh, I'm like- with the other, yeah. yeah. I, I think that she is. I think part of me feels like she's working with slash for um, John Walker. I, I do. I think that there's something there and you're making a grimace face. I do. I mean, she's shady. She is, she is for all intents and purposes, a mercenary. And I, I guarantee because they brought it up so many times that she wants to go home and she's not allowed to see her family. I think that was her way of saying, you know, he promised me that already. And now I'll just be with whoever gets me what I want first. Also, so. I feel like she can go home. Like she, if oh, she wanted to go home, she could go home. She could get a pardon. She could a get a pardon. B, she could sneak in and out if she wanted to. She's come on. Come that's why. Yeah, and that's what that was just. That oh, you can't cut on me. <laughs> no, no, what? Sorry. I was like, just call Tony. He'll help you. But you can't call Tony. <laughs> oh, oh no! When you forget. <laughs> When you forget oh, the whole yeah. plot of Endgame. <laughs> My bad. I didn't, it's not the whole plot. It's the last just 15 kidding. minutes. Chill. It's what the last 10 years was leading up to. <laughs> the, oh, God. Happy birthday, Robert Downey Jr. His birthday was this week. Yes, before. happy birthday. It was on Easter. <laughs> oh, is it? His birthday's on, oh, is it? I'm sure. It's, well, it was on Easter this year. I see. Okay. Yesterday. Mine's on President's Day sometimes because... Mine's on Martin Luther King Jr. Day sometimes. Oh my God, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Do you do you sell it? Do you what do you do? You just okay? You carfest. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> I love Vivian smile. It's just so radiant across her whole face. Just wonderful. That's gross. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You know what? Speaking of talking about birthdays and intermissions and um, thank you. Yeah. Good segue. Hey Tina, um, do you have any anything new to tell us? Cause it's your time now, so yay! You are listening to a Nerdy Bunch production. You can listen to our podcasts every day of the week, starting with Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast hosted by Jasmine Page and Vivian. 
Horror Whores, hosted by Justine. Co-op Mode, hosted by Ellie and Ivan. Ulu Squadcast, hosted by Cheyenne and Caleb. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast hosted by Clarissa and Isabel. Gamers for Life, hosted by Jarrell and Arthur. And finally, the Nerdy Bunch podcast. For more info, visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Tina out. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. We always appreciate you for making that beautiful intermission and letting us drink some water sometimes. <laughs> or coffee with bourbon. You know, whatever floats the boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what that is, but... It's the breakfast of champions, Vivian. That's, That's what it sounds it like. <laughs> well, All let's right, see. Where so are we? Where are we? Do tell. So we have Sharon in Madripoor on the run. She's hiding. Oh, Sharon does share her thoughts on heroes too, which I that stood out to me a little bit. I just remember. Bring it down for me because I don't remember. She just basically says, oh, well, she's obviously up to date. So she knows Sam turned down the shield, turned it in. And she says... I know what Sam's thinking. He thinks that heroes are like, we don't like they're, uh, I can't remember her exact wording, but she basically says that heroes are like bullshit. Like we don't need mm -hmm. the symbols. We don't need actual heroes. And Sam feels the same way. That's why he turned in the, the shield. Um, and I just thought that was interesting that she thought that considering, I don't know. Like, like I hear, I hear what you're saying. I, because I, I, I think there's this this message with Marvel and even DC that, and they might have talked about it in this episode, which is why I bring it up, but just that idea of with, no, 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 it was Titans. I, I started watching Titans on HBO and they made it clear that whenever a superhero comes along, so too does the psychopaths and monsters. It's the, the two are synonymous with each other. And so I think mm -hmm. that's the crux of what Sharon was trying to say is that we don't mm -hmm. need it. Because what it brings is worse than what we receive. Yeah. Which uh, Zemo also said it that way. He put it into the, the terms you just did, where once mm -hmm. one symbol starts to show up, kind of like the shield, then that's when we have wars. That's when we have constant yes. people like fighting. And we have battles. I mean, even look at the, the microscopic versions of that. You give the shield away to someone that you deem unworthy, and now you're going to battle with them mentally and soon to be physically. You know, it's it's creating conflict where it doesn't need to be. And the fact that there is a a Carly, uh, Car Carly and her little regime organization happening on the side and you immediately feel like you need the symbols back. It's just unnecessary. The responses that these symbols give are, I don't know, because then I hear symbols and I think, oh, OK, we'll be for Vendetta, but we needed that symbol. So how do we define mm -hmm. the correct way to go about giving and accentuating a symbol yeah it's almost like when do symbols become a crutch and when are they something that are just doing what they're supposed to do just being symbolic of something that people need right it's like when are symbols too much when are symbols not enough let us know in the comments <laughs> <laughs> let us know please because we are at a loss yeah i and and you know, I, I feel like, and it's it's odd, because I guess the only symbol that kind of works would be the Black Panther. Because I don't, I don't think, at least in, in Marvel's description, that's one of the only ones that hasn't been a negative. And mm -hmm. is it just because it is concentrated within this small space of, of Wakanda? If we brought that symbol out, or, or no, because I guess they kind of bring that up too, is that the symbol of, well, we're not even Black Panther at this point, but Wakanda as a whole, the outsiders coming into Wakanda and seeing this nation built and it's prosperous and, and the fact that they have, I forget the, the gem that they have uh, or the, the minerals, but they've got all of this, this source of material. What is that symbol to the rest of the world? You know, to themselves, that symbol is, is unique and it's powerful and it's, it's you know, it's life. But to the outside world, it's greed and it's it's rude and it's 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 limiting the rest of the world because you don't share. So I think mm -hmm. it's just a matter of perspective. Yeah. And I mean, it's also I, it's I'm actually I almost disagree with the like with the statement that bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a burp? 
<laughs> no, I was gasping because you were like, I disagree. I was like, oh. I thought you burped. I was like, yes, <laughs> you, bless you, whatever. I would never. I would never. Of course, of course. No, but I, so I'm actually, I'm a huge sucker for symbols. Like I will, or not symbols, but just things that give me hope, I guess I would merch. say. She's a huh? sucker for symbols. I said, I want to put that on the merch. I'm a sucker symbols. for symbols. With the Debbie Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to put like a little dum uh, dum on it. Like just a dum dum sucker. I'm a sucker for symbols. Oh, Fine. cute. <laughs> Look out for that in our merch store. That doesn't exist yet. Need- Julie, do the thing. Sorry. Julie. Just had to- <laughs> do the thing. Yes, please. No. Um. So I actually like I've written pa- like papers about how heroes themselves, like if we're just speaking fictionally, like outside of not about the show anymore like for real world people read comic books people watch tv shows people fall in love with fictional characters they read books and they use those characters as motivation as symbols as hope for themselves too because i know i do that like i want the reason i get so attached to these superhero shows is because i take what these heroes are going through and Mm -hmm. a lot of them have experienced trauma a lot of them experience a lot of different obstacles but they still come out on the other end and they're not necessarily perfect but they're still considered heroes and that's where i consider that a symbol for well if iron man could do it dealing with ptsd <laughs> then i can fucking do it with my mediocre problems <laughs> so it's just like i can see where and then that's where i see how bucky is like you know don't stop speaking trash about the shield because that was a symbol I held on to to make it through whatever I'm dealing with. And that's why I feel like, I don't know, it goes both ways. Uh, I'm like slapping my neck. <laughs> She's getting very Italian with her hands, so. Oh, I talk with my hands, I've been told. Oh, no, it's not a bad thing. Put them back. It's okay. <laughs> there we go. It's right here. Yes, Italian. I agree. I, but I don't really think there was anything to disagree with what you said. It was all very opinion-based. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just, that's my, when she talked about like, or Sharon made that comment about how like, we don't need the heroes. Sam knows that. That's why he gave up the shield versus where Bucky's like, no, we need a Captain America. We need the symbol. I feel like it, that's where the mentality I, comes I, from. I, There's no wrong or right answer at all. It's, it is. Yes, a there is. And I'll tell you what the wrong answer is. You are trying to say that Bucky gave the shield away for Sam. a purpose. Sam, thank you. Uh, you're trying to say that you're insinuating that that Sam gave the shield away for a deep and meaningful reason. I disagree with you. I think he was scared. I still don't think he was scared. <laughs> I don't Fine. think no so. Right, no wrongs. But I do. I, I think he. I think he was scared, and I think he. There's so much pressure around that. There's so much pressure around it. I think it was a throwaway. I think he would rather. Again, my opinion. I think he would rather say no one is allowed to have it than take on the burden and this the strength and the responsibility that comes with that shield. It's a, those are really big shoes to fill. And I don't yeah. think that he felt he could and I don't think he wanted to try. That I can but see I not, wanting, not wanting to try it. And I mean, he didn't. He gave it up. And I'm not saying him giving it up is necessarily the wrong thing to do because i think Mm -hmm. both sam and bucky are correct i think Mm -hmm. that he simultaneously should have kept the shield and given it away figure that one out i just somehow make that work because i think that both of those options are correct yeah that's why this show is so this so back and forth because it's like it's like the characters themselves because they're so back and forth with each other Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like again we can agree and disagree with all of these characters the villains and the heroes i i will make because i know we're getting close to the end of this i will make one final note i need bucky and sam to stop being rude to each other i think we're over that now i think there's too much going on in the world for all of this petty fighting this infighting it's just obnoxious at this point to me like i i got it at the beginning it was really cute and i'll take like Mm -hmm little tete-a-tete here or there but the argument that we hate each other it's not holding up anymore i just you're going through too much stuff yeah i feel like it's in there because by the end it won't be anymore and we're supposed to see the the relationship (laughs) strengthen yeah you guys are friends like it's stop it's not 
no. Like I, I never, even at the beginning when they were having like the penis to penis conversation with the therapist, <laughs> I didn't even see then the, the need for you to be like, well, after this, we're done. Why? Who else do you guys have? Like, I don't, yeah. there's, you, what? They'll it, realize me, that, that soon. I hope so. Cause you guys are just being children. Mm-hmm. Stop. <sighs> yep. Well, the episode ends for continuing our little recap, little recap. Uh, <laughs> they meet with Nagel, who they found out was working for the CIA on blood samples for the super soldier serum. Oh. The blood samples that they took from Isaiah, who they just reference mm-hmm. as uh what an american or Amer- uh, uh, uh yeah they were like just just a, a soldier uh yeah just they did a sample basically just like a sample yeah just just a sample gone correct or something mm-hmm. like that and i i did i was i was like that's interesting that he actually he said he blipped and so when he came back the cia obviously they weren't running that program anymore and so power broker mm-hmm. is what who he turned to and like started funding him and i was just I don't know interesting i mean the whole thing is really interesting and i i like kind of that they took this aspect of again stealing from of using isaiah who is a, a poc super soldier and using him against his will i like i say like hesitantly but i enjoy that they're still kind of harping on that angle of using poc actors not actors, POC characters against their will to better others. Like that narrative Mm -hmm. needs to be talked about more. And I'm so glad that they're doing it now. And I'm glad that Mm -hmm. we kind of see Sam get a little up in arms again. Like, holy fuck, like, again, we're using Isaiah and and putting Mm -hmm. him down. Like, why is this still happening? And so I I do hope by the end of the show that Isaiah does get some sort of a justice. Yeah. Even though he was very dismissal. Like, I, I think that that is necessary. I think that if Sam had a book, Isaiah's name would be the only one in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's necessary. So how are we feeling? How are we feeling for the next episode? I feel like I kind of feel like this was a filler. A lot happened, but it was still felt <laughs> like a filler episode. So I'm hoping next episode we do start to see more things come together. Do we know how many episodes are in this show yet? I thought it was honestly, I heard someone say six. I can look it up right now. But I feel like there's not as many as there were for because WandaVision had nine. So. Yeah. Six. So that means we'd be halfway through right now. So there would be yeah. three more left. Uh, I, it, there can't, can't just be three. I know. That's uh, why I'm like, if there's three more left, then I'm expecting a lot next episode. A but lot. if it's. Uh, five? You're lying. April, no. I mean, that's all they have listed out right now. Okay. I, I don't think there's that many. Mm-hmm. How many uh, release dates? Yeah, I don't I don't think that there are that many. Yeah. Well, I hope we start, we do start to see a little bit more because I feel like they're slowly unraveling. There has to be more that they're leading up to. I mean, we know what the, especially with John Walker, like he's had barely any screen time and he's a bigger character in this show. I, yeah, it's only six. There are only six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So there's three more. And mm-hmm. and so this episode, this was the midpoint arch, arc. Yeah. I also, but, oh, I also heard that Chris Evans would be making an appearance. Old Chris Evans or young Chris Evans? I want you to I'm be assuming, very I'm assuming old Chris Evans. <laughs> no! No, I want him to come back. I want him to like get another dose of the super soldier. And he's like, oh, I'm Cap again. I was just kidding. I need another paycheck. Like that's what I, I need want. Another paycheck. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, if, if I feel like if he were to pop up, it would be like very last episode, probably. <laughs> After everything goes down, he'll show up like you guys made the I mean, right decision. I can cheat if you want and check the IMBD page. Like you let me know. We'll let it be You're a surprise. Not, no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll let it be a All surprise. Right. Alrighty, guys, this has been, right? We're ending this. We're saying goodnight. Good Alright, guys, well, this has been another fabulous episode of Talking to the Wind. I'm just kidding. I'm Amalgam um, with myself and my beautiful, amazing, and talented Vivian, who is the co-host. She's right there. Yes. Um, I don't know. We gave you guys a lot to talk about, a lot to think about. How do you guys feel about this being the mid-season point and where, if anywhere, do you think it's going to go? Um, who do you think the real villain is? And I feel like we, mm-hmm. we gave you a lot to talk about. Oh, yes. And if you can say 
super soldier serum five times fast. Please, please drop that. And Wyatt Russell. And Wyatt Russell. Go show Wyatt Russell some love, please. <laughs> Not John Walker, but Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, yes. And to those of you sending death threats, can you not? Just please. a solid, can you not? Be better. Be kind. In, in the words of our, our late uh, first lady, be best, okay? Just, just be best. Anyway, I said late like she's dead, but she's not. Uh, I think Ivanka Trunk is okay. Ivanka, Melania. Oops, I had no, I, I had no idea who you were talking about. I just nodded like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Whatever she said, yeah. Uh, Any little guys, um, live long and prosper, which is nothing that we cover. That's here. not <laughs> uh, no, Excelsior. There we go. Excelsior. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Amalgam Podcast. Amalgam is a part of the Nerdy Bunch production. This show is produced by Ivan Gonzalez, Jasmine Page, and Vivian Ferreira. For additional content, please follow us on Instagram at the Amalgam Podcast and on TikTok at Amalgam Podcast. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can also visit us at www.mynerdybunch.com forward slash Amalgam. Hope to see you guys there.